0: SEJ Summit 2016 is making its final stop in New York City November 2nd. Learn from speakers at Google, Condé Nast, ESPN, Zillow, and WordStream. Get 10% off your ticket now using the code SEJNERD at searchenginejournal.com. Slash SCJ Summit two thousand sixteen. Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free.
1: We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world and all we can think about is where-, where... Can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen, hard at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people
0: question is, who are they going to send it to?
1: This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Nerds, Freelancers Forum number nine. My name is Kelsey Jones. I'm the executive editor at Search Engine Journal, and I'm joined here today with Danielle Antos. She is our features editor. Hey, Danielle.
1: Hey, Kelsey. What's up?
0: Nothing. I know uh, we have another episode. We haven't had a Freelancers Forum since June. so I know. <laughs> it's been too long. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about seasonal changes and um, you know get our perspective on how our income changes throughout the year and how we handle that. So to kind of kick it off, do you want to talk a little bit about what you've seen since you've been freelancing full time?
1: Yeah. So there's, you know, normally you're used to getting a paycheck, right? So it comes in every two weeks, every month, whatever. Uh, Freelancing, it obviously doesn't work that way. And there are definitely slow seasons. Summer, I've noticed um, June and July specifically versus August, people tend to get back into the office. And then again, end of November, which is right about where we're at beginning of December, probably into the first or second week of January, I think, because everyone's pretty much on autopilot. Um, all the projects have wrapped up. They're, they've got one foot out of the office door, so it's definitely hard to, to sign those new contracts during that time.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's kind of what I've seen, too, um, although this year's kind of been an exception for me. I've been having some projects come in lately that... Um, have been through the end of the year so that's awesome but usually the summer and then heading into the new year so November and December uh, are really slow for me and then January it picks back up maybe because everybody has budgets again
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and everyone you know it's a new year everyone's remotivated to start working again but I feel like It's taken me a long time to realize this, but I feel like I kind of love having those slow periods, um, because during the holidays, you know, you, you want to be with your family more anyway, and then in the summer, I love the summer, so I'd rather have, have it be a slower summer so I can go do stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, it works out perfectly, especially since it's a freelancer, you don't tend to have built-in holidays, Mm -hmm. um. So having your clients not be in the office is a really great way to get uh, uh, a vacation and without having to schedule a bunch of, uh, a bunch of things. My problem is, and I agree with you this year, I've also not had as much issue with the slowdown. So I'm, I'm curious if other freelancers have experienced that or if we're just, you know, particularly awesome this year, uh, the, the end of the year slowdown, I haven't quite touched on yet, but I think, Totally lost my train of thought, Kelsey.
0: Okay, <laughs> we can edit this part out. got <laughs> um, a point. So, okay. So you are saying that you uh, you haven't had the slowdown either.
1: No, I haven't noticed the slowdown. Um, oh, so one of the things with that holiday, the the holiday time with it slowing down. Every year it happens, and almost every year I forget about it. If that makes sense. So we hit like October, November and I'm like, where are all the clients at? Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I have, and I know it every year and every year it still scares me because I think it's just part of freelancing. You kind of get that little bit of a nervous, sweaty palms where like, okay, where's the next check coming from? Mm -hmm. But it happens every year. And I think you and I've talked about it a lot. And so even last year and then again, this year it's like, okay, it's coming. Yeah. Take a breath.
0: You just have to know that it's it happens every year, um and I will say, so this is my fifth year being full time working for myself, and it does get easier. you do um as the years go on, you get a little bit less nervous because you've seen it before mm-hmm. um there's still that little bit of panic like and I think that kind of feeds into imposter syndrome, which um, we've probably i think we've talked about in the past, yes, um. So, you you know, you just have to realize it's a seasonal thing, it'll pick back up. And so, you know, to kind of combat that, are there any strategies you use um, to kind of be prepared for that? So, for instance, do you have a savings account that when you're making a lot of money, you put some money in for the dry times or do you just kind of ride it out? What What do you usually do?
1: So I've got a, a balance kind of. I do save more when um, when things are going better. But right now, a lot of that saving more actually means paying more towards my student loans to get <laughs> those paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll happen. It might be a decade, but it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I definitely save up a little bit more money. But also, I think there's a lot to be said for having those anchor clients. Um, I think SCJ is an anchor client for both of us, where it's, you know, it's a set amount of money you know you're going to have every month, no matter what. hmm and um, it's something I highly recommend freelancers to look for, which it's also kind of like the golden standard. Uh, it can be hard to find, but finding an anchor client that's going to give you the same, give you a baseline for your income every month is really important. And that way, when the smaller stuff fall behind or fall away towards the slower seasons, you can just kind of cut things out. like. do I really need to spend $200 a month on Amazon? Probably not. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) I know, right? So if you've got those anchor clients and you've saved up a little bit of money when those slow seasons hit, you've got that leeway. Um, And you've also got to think about how you've got more time, right? So there's so much during the year when, um, especially the beginning of the year, which does tend to be busy for me as well, you get caught up, and so maybe your personal website falls behind. Your personal Twitter profile that you've been trying to build falls behind. So, thinking of it not so much that you're losing money, but that you're gaining time that you can focus on building your brand. I think is really important as well.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good way to think of it. Um, you know, think of it as time to focus on projects that you've been uh, putting off. Like for instance, I have a white paper that I had someone help me write um, for my story shout company Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's sitting there, it's in my inbox. I just need to edit it, you know, so when I do have a slow week, that's the first thing I'm going to do because, yeah, it's not not a client that's paying me, but it's something for my personal branding. So in a way, um, and I don't want to get off topic, (laughs) but you should think of your own company as a client as well.
1: Yeah. I, I think we I think we should because you don't set deadlines for your own stuff very often or if you do mm-hmm. you kind of in your head have a built in flexibility that shouldn't be there.
0: Exactly. Um, exactly. So, so whenever I have slow times, um what I so I have a savings account that I put money in every month, but I think um I don't want to have to use it, right? So usually what I try to do is anticipate big purchases and I'll pay those ahead of time if I can when I have a lot of money coming in. So for instance, a lot of times I'll pay my card registration really early because usually the month that it's actually due um, or the end, you know, is when it starts getting slow, things like that. I'll, I'll anticipate that I know come around every year. Another thing I do is I start buying Christmas presents in like October because (laughs) it gets slow usually November and December and that's when you need extra money Mm -hmm. for Christmas presents. So I have like three or four Christmas presents that I've already bought for people sitting in my uh, guest bedroom closet. And so if you have expenses that you know are going to come up, like maybe your kids register for school, you know, in August or whatever. Things like that, um, set aside money when you can and, or pay it way ahead of time. So you don't have to worry about it when you don't have the money actually when it's due.
1: Yeah. Especially for like the kids. One of the things we did when I was pregnant, we were trying to save up for the maternity leave and all of that, which was a whole nother <laughs> story. Um, it's buying gift cards, right? So like 25 bucks here, 30 bucks there. You don't really notice it when work's going normally or even 50 bucks, um, I wouldn't do the visa ones cause then you pay a $5 fee and that's stupid, but, um, you know, to Olive Garden or Target or, you know, something like that. So that it, it's like a surprise money when things are a little slow and you need to go buy the kids clothes for school or get diapers or whatever. Um, it's just an easy way to save money where you know, you're not going to touch it.
0: That's a really good idea. I haven't heard that before. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a budget? I mean, do you? So for me, I use a spreadsheet. Um, so I put in all my incoming work and then all my expenses for each month on every tab of my spreadsheet. Do you have a budget that uh, you know that helps you anticipate those changes in income?
1: Um, no, I should. <laughs> I spend way too much money on Amazon and lately Lululemon, and I don't even want to hear it. It's ridiculous. But what I do use for business side is I use FreshBooks. Um, I love them. You, we've had this conversation.
0: I know. <laughs> well, I have bookkeeping software, so it's not like I don't have right,
1: anything. right. So. um, it's super easy. I have the app on my phone. I have it saved on my browser. As soon as I spend, like, I just spent a hundred bucks to boost um, a Facebook page for. Um, my side publication. And so I just immediately, as soon as I spend the money, I go and put it in there. So I know exactly where it's at because I want all that tax write off. <laughs> um, yeah. but as far as everything else, I really don't, I know I should, we, we kind of do. So like I have a set amount I spend on groceries. We do a lot of uh, meal planning, which is great. Cause you know, you're the same as me. You work from home, but me and my husband both work from home. So I usually plan out like six meals at the beginning of the week. And then we shop specifically for those, um, those specific meals that helps a lot for the last minute, not going out to eat. Um, But as far as day to day is I just, I have a couple anchor clients, so I know how much money I'm getting from them. The bills come out of that and everything else. I kind of have like one highlighted item. Like right now I'm trying to get my savings count up to a certain amount. Once it hits that amount, anything and everything I make above and beyond normal expenses is going to pay off this freaking student loans. College was fun, but I'm still paying <laughs> <waiting> for it. <laughs> and I want those gone. So I, I think that's more what I do is have like one, you know, like have a financial goal and anything above and beyond goes to that. So like after I get that paid off, it's probably going to be the safer down payment. And then I dream of living a life without a mortgage. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Then after that, it'll probably be to pay the mortgage off as quick as possible.
0: Yeah, I think goals actually help you keep, stay more accountable when you're freelancing because it kind of gives you something to work towards. Mm -hmm. Um, So I paid off my student loans and credit card debt two years ago. And so Mm -hmm. every extra money I had, Christmas money, birthday money, um, you know, an extra project came in, all just went through that. And it really, really, really sucked for a year. But the feeling is awesome. And I think that actually factors into being a freelancer is if you don't have as much debt, the fluctuations don't bother you as much. So I have a car payment and a mortgage. So I do, that is my debt. But if you, you know, don't have a lot of credit card debt or student loans weighing you down, I think it, it helped me feel less stressed about the fluctuations because it was one last bill, you know, one less bill I had to remember to pay every month.
1: Hmm. So. Yeah. And then you have the flexibility to, um, you know, to travel more if that's what being a freelancer is, what it means to you, what it's important to you. Um, you have the ability to take time off. You have the ability to, if it's, you know, like a family life balance to take a week off to take a vacation with the family. If you don't have that debt weighing you down, having, setting aside time is a lot easier as well because you're not always nose to the grindstone trying to hustle to make a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. So I agree, it does give you some flexibility.
0: Yeah, and I think as you become more established with those set clients, like you said, it does get easier to have some flexibility in terms of travel or your workload. Like Mm -hmm. if you have set clients and maybe you're having, you know, a few personal issues or a family member sick, It's really great to be to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm not taking on any more work right now. Um, That's a really good feeling to get to that is to be able to say, you know, I'm done through the quarter, like I'm filled up. And so I think that's something everyone should work towards is is getting out of that hustle mentality, which is probably a whole other freelancers forum. But true. but but. I think the ultimate goal for any freelancer is to not have that feeling of, um, what is it, feast or famine. Mm -hmm. So planning ahead, having set clients that you know you can rely on every month, um, budgeting and having a savings account and paying down your debt. That's a lot of things, but just focus (laughs) on one thing at a time and it, it does get easier. I agree. So... So, to kind of close it out, is there any other tips you want to share or insight about seasonal changes in freelancing?
1: Um, We covered a lot of it, honestly. I don't, my biggest tip, I think, was to take that time that you do have and either invest it in your business or invest it in your family. I mean, the whole reason we become freelancers is to have that flexibility. Um, to have that flexibility and in many cases to make more money because I immediately started making more money when I left my corporate job because they paid extremely under industry standard. Um, So try to enjoy it. Try to enjoy the extra time, the flexibility and uh, yeah, things are definitely going to pick up. It happens every year. I promise.
0: (laughs) Yep. And I think I would say um, I like your idea of embracing the free time to, to have time for, you know, your personal life or projects that kind of get put by the wayside. And I would say my other good tip is to have a savings account. I do an automatic withdrawal, so I don't even, it's just part of my bills. And then um, to pay off your debt when you can.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, so I think that's it. You know, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me for the ninth edition of Freelancers Forum.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Again, this is Kelsey Jones and Danielle Antoz with Search Engine Journal.
1: This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.